I'm looking for a husband so I can get promoted to a partner at this law firm. Wow. You need oh to help God. me find a husband because you're a headhunter. And also, you have to teach me in the ways of love so I don't disappoint oh this God. man. Yikes. Oh, my God. It's great. It's hilarious. Uh, I don't know. It's just... Uh, it's a thing that yeah. I didn't know existed. Yeah, I didn't know it existed till this very moment. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I gotta get back to the obelisk gate. Yeah. being natural. natural that's right that's right <laughs> natural with right you make me see i'm a vocalist remember i'm a singer i'm a singer of songs <laughs> welcome to the hybrid pub scout podcast with me emily idolander and me corinne kalaski hello hello <laughs> um, we are mapping the frontier between traditional and indie publishing indeed and today we have a uh, Freelance editor Emily Hahn with us, um, who created an independent editorial business called Lyrical Edit Editing woo, here <laughs> in Portland, Oregon. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to start off talking a little bit today about... Um, this is our New Year's episode. We're mm -hmm. ringing in 2019. Yeah. By the time you listen to this, it will actually be 2019. Right now, we're um, uh, doing some time travel. Yeah. Right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This messes with me a lot. Yeah, I know. Because I'm I like, know. what day is this coming? Wait, no, I can't <laughs> talk about this because it's too far in the... <laughs> it'll make me sound old and confused. Oh, God. But not old. No. No, but like, like dated. Yeah, yeah, dated yeah. Old. Yeah. Like, yeah. did you... Did y'all hear about <laughs> that guy who, I don't know, what the hell, what's, Kofifi. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that where you're just like, <laughs> that was so last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, it was, yep. <laughs> I think we all know what you mean, though. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. the holidays right now. Right. So nobody gives a shit anymore. And everything hurts. Everything hurts. Everything hurts. That's I woke right. up this morning and it was like that Rick and Morty thing where mm -hmm. the sun's coming up screaming and it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I'm like, do I really have to go to work? And I'm like, I have a podcast tonight. I can't like do a podcast yeah. and not have gone to work That's before. Because then yeah. like that just. Yep. Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine like moping around all day <laughs> and then being like, oh, people are coming to my house. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Yes. But on the other hand, it's like I want to be able to um, be in a frantic hurry right. to put things together before people come to my you house. You do love being frantic. Yeah. It's true. It's one yeah. of my favorites. It is. At it is. There's yep. at least one drama per week that yeah. Corinne yeah. has to talk me down from. Yeah. And no, that one was today. That was today. It was today. But we're not going to talk no. about it because I've already gotten attention from things <laughs> that I tweeted <laughs> that made me nervous about my job. <laughs> I don't want to know about it. I'll tell you about it later. Off air. <laughs> <laughs> actually i can just cut it i'll tell you about it right yeah. now um 
I, I, they put me in charge of doing all the Ingram entries okay. <laughs> and I was, um, tweeting about how, um, Ingram's system <laughs> is like whack-a-mole and they tweeted back to me and they then did. they responded yeah <laughs> yeah and then ingram's uh, our ingram rep emailed me and was like i heard that they, that you had a twitter conversation wow. and yeah. i was like oh they're, no they're listening wow they yeah. really are listening yeah. so yeah. that was one thing last 2 weeks ago that mm-hmm. i was panicking about and talking to Corinne about and she's yep. like it's fine yeah it's fine. don't worry it's going to be okay it's all right it's not I'm the like, end of the world it's just publishing yeah That's and it always ends myself. with me going i'm going to get fired i know <laughs> And that's why I started a podcast so I could be worried about getting fired all the time. Okay. So mm-hmm. resolutions about reading, about oh, our careers. Sure. What are we doing? I mean, you can talk about whatever res- rev- revolutions, revolutions, revolutions you want. I, I would like the revolution of people not being shitty. Yeah, that would be a big plus. That would be huge. Year. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Yeah. 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 I'm mm-hmm. with you on that. Or, or homeless. Also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. shitty to be homeless. It is, I assume. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. Let's not open that can of worms because I got a lot <laughs> to say. a different kind of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Chapo Trap House. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can start with my book resolutions if you want. I would love so, for you to do that because our, it's been a long journey. It certainly has. As regular, and Emily, you don't know this, but as our regular listeners know, I had uh, trouble reading books this past year. Like I just was not interested for some reason. And I don't even think it was because like I, you know, do that for a job. I just think I was just like, oh, Netflix or oh, Hulu or like everything just seemed more appealing than like sitting down reading a book. So, um, but last month the book came out that I was very excited to read. So I feel like I'm in, I'm back like in the swing of things. So right now I'm reading a book about Jim Jones and Jonestown, which is a great holiday book. Yeah. What's it called? It's great. It's called The Road to Jonestown uh, by Jeff Gwynn. It's really good. I'm only about 150 pages in. I think it's like 450 pages. So I got a long like way to go, but so far it's really good. So anyway, I, I bought it from because uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk. We're gonna about read it, it together. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I bought it from Powell's. All right, not from Amazon. Yeah, so yeah. You'll be proud of me. I'm very proud, and of I'm you. I'm very excited to read it alongside yeah. of you. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. It's gonna and be great. We can. T- I mean, I already know that Jim Jones tried to sell Spider Monkey. No, he successfully <laughs> sold he Spider did. Monkey. He was right? a good salesman. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he could sell you anything. He I really, guess. truly could. So yeah, yeah. Sounds but like and- a page turner. Yeah, it is that. It is that. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, so my book resolution for next year is to read a book a month, which I feel like is a measurable. Like, I think that's a reasonable goal. Especially if you're. Yeah. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. if you're reading 400 page books. Yeah. That's that's yeah. OK. I think I can handle it. I think this will be the longest book that I read for a while. Okay. But uh, I still think that's. Like, How do you know? We might unleash the beast. Maybe. And then you're will. like, I'm going to read Anna Karenina <laughs> oh, this God. year. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I don't know. It's so. actually a pretty good book. Is I never finished book. it. Yeah, it, it was one yeah. of those books that I read in high school to make people think I was smart, but then I actually oh. liked it. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Too. Yeah. Got me too. Russian yeah. phase. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, have you read? Um. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it feels silly to ask this because it's like, oh, have you read this like hundred year old book? <laughs> uh, Crime and Punishment is my favorite Russian one. Yes. Yes. Is that Dostoevsky? Yeah. 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 It's the murder one. Yes. So I never read that one. I need to read that yeah. one. Yeah. I've read I've parts read of it, it, but it always it, seemed daunting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's basically like him just murdering somebody and then shivering a lot. Okay. And some policemen following him around waiting for him to break. Oh. And I'm like, okay. why don't you just 
look at the evidence and arrest him. <laughs> and it's like, no, apparently that's not how it works in Russia back in the day. Oh. You got to like make the people admit to stuff. Oh, <sighs> I see. Wow. That's okay. as much as I could gather yeah. from it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So do you have any like... You know, I... I still, I just, I read a lot still yeah. all the time, mm-hmm. um, but I let my, I don't know, my intuition mm-hmm. kind of lead the way sure, to yeah. find the books. And um, so I don't have a commitment of how many books mm-hmm. I want to read. I just want to keep reading books, yep. um, obviously, Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but maybe just ex- widen my range Mm -hmm. you know there are there are certain books i haven't you know authors or people Mm -hmm. i haven't you know um really let myself get into um you know uh and there's classics Mm -hmm. both old and new books that i like to yeah Yeah. maybe (laughs) punishment don quixote i don't know maybe go that far yeah um so that's something i like to just keep opening up my Mm -hmm my my mind yeah. to new ideas yeah yeah so that's for that but i think for new year's resolution i mean i have career goals more in just keeping keeping things going yeah you know, <laughs> editing and and um and really learning to work with more independent authors mm-hmm. too oh. as i'm sure we'll be talking oh, about I would that love to, later yeah, yeah but yeah. that's you know it's it's a new it's a whole new world Mm-hmm. For me, you mm-hmm. know, kind of becoming independent myself. So, then, yeah. Okay, this is going to be yeah. a good interview. Oh, yeah. but I have to talk about mine first. Yes. Um, okay, so I want to finish the um, N.K. Jemison's oh, yeah. uh, trilogy. So the next one's the Obelisk okay. Gate. I know she has more than just that one. Yeah, but uh, right. the fifth season, the Obelisk Gate. And I forgot the name of the overarching uh, series. I also don't know. Ooh, you know the one I'm talking <laughs> no, about. Though, I know right? the author, but yeah. I haven't yeah. read. It, they all won Hugo the Awards. Yes. And so I was trying to get into fantasy. I thought <laughs> a, a month you or two. Ne- are you not a fantasy reader? Oh, not oh, okay. really. Okay. I mean, but a month or two ago, I was trying to figure out how to make Korean read again. <laughs> And so we had, a, we had a hashtag. We yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. And so I was like, maybe if I choose a book that's like weird and different from what she, because she likes to read literary fiction about sad people. It's true. I mean, this is about right. This yeah. is fantasy literary fiction about yeah. sad people, yeah. which I didn't realize. But <laughs> I was really into it. It yeah. was the sort of thing where I don't know if I said this on the podcast before, but I finished the fifth season and just like burst into tears and it was like Saturday morning and JT and I were about to go out and I was just crying and pacing around the room and he was like what what happened and I'm like you wouldn't get it if I because there's this lady and she can make earthquakes and blah 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 and he's like oh (laughs) wow yeah yeah but then again he likes reading like Roxane Gay and stuff and so I'm like you like reading things that make you cry yeah, so yeah so i want to finish that i would like to um kind of widen my what i listen to on audiobook mm. because i've been listening to a lot of um like self-help mm-hmm. kind of stuff because i find it easier to like listen to without getting bored yeah but what i would like to do instead mm-hmm. is listen to thrillers Oh, because that's the one other that's the fictional thing that I found is really that interesting. Would be fun. Yeah, yes. that would be a fun, you know. Yeah. Suspense. I mean, you it can works. Get, get up. Yeah, right. get into the whole mood of it. Yeah, yeah, and then your house gets really clean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to um The Woman in the Window this year, mm-hmm. which is a really good one. Oh, okay. Um, it's, you know, it's the like 
hubbub. Yes, buzzy I remember one or whatever. About that, yeah. And yeah. then I listened to a couple weeks ago. I listened to Sometimes I Lie. Oh, okay. Which is really good. Mm-hmm. And um, it was actually set around this time of year. Oh, it was like perfect. A Christmas horror, not horror thriller. Yeah, thriller. I mean, right. it's all kind of within the same umbrella yeah. for me. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what I would like to do. Okay. And especially because I, I kind of want to write a thriller. And so yeah, I have yeah. to like get that from somewhere. So mm-hmm. it might as well be on my like 15 minute break where I walk around the trail. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. 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 <laughs> I like I've, I've been also trying some new audiobooks too. I have. Yeah. It's fun. When yeah. You find some good narrator. Yeah. You know, especially if this, the narrator. Or sure. Sometimes the author does it and that could be. Yeah, you yeah. Have a good voice for it. Oh, too. totally. Especially yeah. if it's a memoir. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I listened yeah. to the Amy Schumer one, and she was awesome. Yeah, oh. I could see her being really yeah. good at that. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. Good. It's always good when they read their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I started the Parker Posey one. She's a little more winsome than I expected. Mm. I, I expected a little more like silliness. Yeah, and it's kind of silly, not. but it's kind of just like she's trying to be like right, pretty. Oh, okay. I see. Which is That's fine. Too bad. But yeah, I mean. <laughs> Well, she doesn't act pretty like that. Shit, you know that's what I mean? The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she like she writes she writes kind of glamorous. Oh, but to be fair, I haven't gotten into the like meaty part of her career yet. Oh, okay, yeah, you're, so. st- you're still at her childhood. You said right? Yeah, okay. I, I'm yeah. just out of her childhood a mm-hmm. little bit. Okay. But the beginning like intro chapter was yeah. it's called "You're on an Airplane," and they did like sound effects <laughs> okay. of it, like well, because okay. it's supposed to be like you're sitting next to this like older like sort of finished like mm-hmm. she makes herself sound finished uh-huh. like indie movie oh, star okay okay yeah and yeah. then it's like you can hear her like with her dog yeah snoring yeah. and <laughs> oh like the ice in her glass clinking uh-huh. and stuff so yeah. it's like cute yeah, yeah but we'll see huh <laughs> thrillers okay all right well i'm i'm proud of all of us for having goals me too um Oh, professional goals. I've started uh, 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 editing indie uh, self-published books. So we'll see how that goes. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm sure it'll adventure. go very well. <laughs> so far, it's been fun. Yeah. Good. But yeah. I've got like two coming up. Oh, great. So yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like sleeping though. Yeah. Well, sleeping's pretty great. Emily, yeah. like yeah. we're about to talk with you about like, we'll, we'll start more formally into your interview, but I would just like to know how many books you have going at a time usually. That's hard to say. <laughs> I mean, it's, um, you know, this is my third year as a freelancer, so I'm still really learning to, there's no normal or I can expect, yeah. you know, I, I yeah. I'm still kind of building my clientele mm-hmm. and um, kind of getting the word out. Mm-hmm. So right. sure. sometimes there's lulls. Yeah. And sure. then the, sometimes yeah. there's two to three projects mm-hmm. that just come in. Uh, so it, I can't really answer that. Oh, okay. The same. But right now it's it's about saying yes, then, yeah. then saying no sure. <laughs> to projects, yeah. Yeah. you know, as I just kind of build Again, just building my experience, building um, my base mm-hmm. yeah. as a freelancer. Yeah. So. It's an exciting time of growth. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into this then. Um, so um, tell us what kind of editing you actually do. Well, I'm a developmental editor. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's still what I do as a freelancer. But lyrical editing offers copy editing and proofreading. And I also do... Um, 
manuscript evaluations and book okay. proposal, but developmental editing is my 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 area of expertise, mm-hmm. and um, and I love doing it. So that's... can we, can you get into a little bit just for people mm-hmm. who are listening who don't quite understand what that means? Can like you de- like talk about what developmental editing entails? Sure. So developmental editing is usually the first stage of mm-hmm. editing. You know, when when the author has done whatever he or she can do, you know, to yeah. finish complete, you know, written the manuscript, they've gone through their rounds of their own edits mm-hmm. of it and their drafts, and now they're ready to have a professional um, pair of eyes, you know, look at it and, and evaluate it. So usually development edit is the first phase because we're really looking at those bigger issues of um, organization, book structure, um, you know, tone, style, and messaging. You know, I specialize in nonfiction, so this is going to be a little different than probably fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, so fiction, so I have to speak to nonfiction, basically. Yeah, right. And so nonfiction, you know, especially in the genre of body, mind, spirit, or personal growth, you know, we're really looking at how the message, you know, the takeaway for mm-hmm. the reader is really laid out. Yeah. And so the development editor um, is really looking at is the is the structure sound? Is it solid? You know, is the groundwork there? And how is that author relaying the teaching or the message, or the or the narrative? You know, that can be woven in. Um, it's the most intimate phase, I think, of editing. I yeah. always call it. It's very intimate because the development editor is really working hands on with the author, right? And um, and it takes a lot of um, restructuring sometimes rewriting, mm-hmm. um, cutting out stuff, putting in new things, you know, mm-hmm. so it can be, you know, it can be from heavy to light. You're breaking some hearts there. Yeah, it can be a little, <laughs> you know, it can be, you know, it's a lot of trust that needs to be built mm-hmm. around yeah, it. Sure. But yeah, it can be um, a little difficult, you know, mm-hmm. I won't say it's always easy. <laughs> you have <laughs> you to know, like, some authors yeah. are more willing to let go right and right. open up to mm-hmm. the process yeah sure. um and you just have to work through it mm-hmm. you have some like good persuasive techniques for people who don't want to cut their stuff out well i i do approach it with compassion <laughs> I, oh, try to be, I try to be gentle um but that doesn't mean i'm also not i'm not honest and right, i i'm right. being honest you do have to be confident in yourself in the sense that what you look at and what you're recommending as an as an edit you do need to have the confidence and to be honest but you do want to be compassionate Mm -hmm. and mindful that this is the author's baby you know this is right this is their heart and soul Mm -hmm. and you don't want to um you want to honor it Mm -hmm. you want to show that and I think if you can just show that and get that across They'll, they'll, trust c- they'll you. come and meet you halfway at yeah. least, you know, and kind of hear your side of the story mm-hmm. and like why this needs to happen this right. way. Right. And I, I feel like too, I I do um I want to hear what the author has to say. If they disagree, we work it out. I I, I never feel like that what I say is absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's an it's a suggestion and then maybe it opens up to further conversation. Mm-hmm. So that encourages humility on all sides. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We have to put our egos Yes, aside, right. Yeah, aside. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and then come to it as a as creative individuals. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. creative process means that we need to 
I feel, you know, you want to invite being open minded. Mm -hmm. Do you find you uh, have a lot of stalemates when you're doing stuff like that? Like where you really think something should happen and they just won't do it. Yes. It does happen. Then you just have to let it go. Yeah. You know, you have to let it go. I think that's one thing with sometimes working one-on-one with an author Mm -hmm. who may be doing it on their own. Sure. You know, and, and going the self-publishing routes versus if I'm working on the behalf of a publisher, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm then, in service of the publisher, right? You know, right. I, you know, and the publisher has their expectations. Mm-hmm. When you're working with just the author, you know, you just you're working with the author and right. what they want. So, you know, it's 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 kind of finding the right balance between. Obviously, you want your client to be happy, yeah, <laughs> right, and have right. a positive experience, but at the same time, you want to offer your best work. So, you know, it's kind of finding the right, striking the right balance. And each person, each author will be unique. Each project will be unique. Yeah. Sounds like a balancing act. It is. Yeah, very much so. Mm -hmm. All right. So what was the path that led you to be there? There's so many different kinds of editing. You Mm -hmm. know, there's copy editing and proofreading and like, well, you say you do manuscript evaluation as well. Like what led you to your particular path in editing? Well... It started, um, well, I was, prior to my freelance um, gig, I was an acquisitions editor for uh, Beyond Words Publishing, Mm -hmm. um, based in Hillsborough, Oregon, Mm -hmm. and um, as an acquisitions editor there um, for adult titles, it was under our uh, responsibility to be a developmental editor as well of the projects. Mm -hmm. So I, that's kind of where I then learned. I mean, I, I basically was mentored and had an apprenticeship, Mm -hmm. I would say, um, at Beyond Words under, um, Cynthia Black, Mm -hmm. who was the co-founder and, um, president of Beyond Words. Um, and so, being mentored by her, I then learned to be an acquisitions editor and then um, to become a developmental editor as well because we we had to wear, you know, it's a smaller publishing right. company, so we wear different hats. Right. And um, we led that phase of the, the process. So that's kind of where I, I that's where I learned, learned my skills. And mm-hmm. so, um, and I just had a natural knack. I mean, if I say so myself, yeah, just kind <laughs> no, of a, 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 an affinity with mm-hmm. developmental editing. I mm-hmm. felt um, I'm I'm a big picture kind right, of gal, right? And so um, I could kind of um, learn. I used my I could use my own kind of sense of not you know from reading these types of books as well, but also um, kind of my intu- my intuitive sense mm-hmm. as well. Yes, yeah. um, I could kind of put that all into work. Yeah. So developmental editing just kind of came very natural for me, mm-hmm. but also learning it on the job and then working on projects right. and working with authors, you know, kind of just in- increased my abilities and my talent with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you say that it requires a lot of like empathy to be able to be a good developmental yes. editor? Yeah. Empathy. And, and as I said, compassion, because you really need to put yourself, you know, I respect the author um, incredibly mm-hmm. because, you know, they're, they're putting their yeah, their story yeah, out sure. there, absolutely. Right? And I may not necessarily always agree, or you mm-hmm. know, think you know exactly. You know, again, we may have our differences, but it is um, something that we 
you know, it's an emotional journey usually for the author. (laughs) And, you know, you want to be empathetic. You Mm -hmm. want to be able to um, put yourself there. Right. Yeah. So how do you, how do you set boundaries and protect yourself in that case? Um, Since empathy takes a lot out of you. I mean, uh, speaking as someone who has had those experiences of like trying to work through people's stories with them not nearly as much as you but like I I find that it can be draining sometimes so like how do you take care of yourself um yeah it can be draining I think just taking um well now that I freelance I I can really control my schedule Mm -hmm. so that gives me a lot more freedom to say okay now I need to step away from right from this this project if I'm in the midst because you do you get so um you get so deep into the content and um, especially as a development editor, you really, um, you're looking at many different things, many layers mm-hmm. at once. And so um, now I just, I need to find, I go for a walk, I step outside, um, I have to move usually, you know, because you're sitting usually yeah. at a chair right. in front of, you know, your screen and you need to just kind of get back into your body. Mm-hmm, and that's totally. usually what I find is a, is a great remedy mm-hmm. is to move around. So go for a walk, go out, get some fresh air, um, you know, just take some moments to kind of just decompress yeah, and not feel sure. overwhelmed. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, yeah. Sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. just talk to somebody. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Someone who isn't a client. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so what is a normal, uh, what is a normal week slash day slash month look like uh, since you set your own schedule to a degree right. but you also have to meet deadlines yeah. like how does that I work mean, luckily we do have deadlines because yeah. <laughs> that makes a big difference yeah. Yeah. otherwise so. things could... could just drag on right, or, right. um so it gives us some order yeah <laughs> to for the sure. whole thing um there, again because as a freelancer i don't have you know it's not a nine to five yeah. kind of deal right. but i do keep you know daytime hours because I, I have a nine-year-old mm-hmm. right and so as a mom too I I'm I'm always keeping my schedule open and flexible because I have to you know pick up my son from sure. you know right. school mm-hmm. and things like that so so in normal days it's hard to say you know I'm I'm I work on weekends I work in evenings I just kind of find I I find the time mm-hmm. but I'm I've learned, you know, as a freelancer, you do have to be really good about your time and you mm-hmm. really have to have good time management. Yeah. And, um, and I'm not a natural procrastinator. I, I like to feel That's a great I'm on top to of have. things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do because I know I, I don't work well under stress yeah. or feeling yeah. overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Right. So I need to be preventative mm-hmm. yeah. about sure. that. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, so I just try to, I really, you know, I keep a calendar and I'm really careful about my time, Mm -hmm. but you know, I try to keep general hours. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, again, I'm, I'm flexible because that's the beauty of being a freelancer and I'm going to take advantage of that. Of course. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Do you find that, uh, do you end up setting deadlines for your clients and do you find that works or doesn't work or like, how does that work with someone else's schedule? and your schedule trying to work together. Yeah. I mean, usually I, when I take on a project and I'm going to um, do the development to edit, I, I take the initiative and propose the schedule first. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a conversation about timeline and what they like to achieve. You know, do they have a certain 
due date in mind, mm-hmm. and then we kind of go from there. But I, um, I set the schedule usually. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I propose a schedule, and then we, we work it out. But usually the clients, you know, are pretty good. Yeah, oh, they're good. open. Yeah, because they, they're happy that someone's scheduling it <laughs> yeah, for them. They, you know, they don't have time. to think about it. Yeah. 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 So I kind of lay it all out when I give my whole plan, you know, mm-hmm. my whole plan of what we're going to do. Here's the schedule. And I think it's a relief mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. 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 That totally makes sense. Yeah. I, I love structure. Yes. Mm-hmm. I do <laughs> I provide structure. Too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Have you worked with any authors who are not part of the traditional publishing plan, who are more independent or self-published or whatever, something that that is unusual for you since you've become a freelancer? I have um, worked with a few independent authors who have chosen to Mm -hmm. self-publish. I mean, majority of my clients is still with, um, I freelance with publishers. Mm So, um, but with the, the, the direct relationship with, um, an author, you know, it's been interesting. I have, and, um, it's a different experience and I, am still learning to kind of navigate through that because it's, um, it's kind of more of a loose Sure. Experience, right, you know, right, there's right. there's less structure, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. with a publisher, you know, okay, you got the expectations, you have right. a deadline, because, yep. you, know, you know, publication day and all these things. Um, there's a whole kind of process to follow. Mm-hmm. But with um, working with an author one-on-one, I've had to learn. I struggled, I have to admit, in the beginning to go, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Now, how, yeah. how do I create the structure and the process behind it? And it's kind of been a learning process for right. me. Mm-hmm. Um and and I, I've also found that, you know, because it's looser, I'm having to go, okay, I need to be more hands off, mm-hmm. actually. And that's a little strange, yeah, you know, it's like sure. less control. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's kind of, I'm learning to kind of find the right balance yeah. in that way. Yeah. Because sometimes I want to go, wait, no, we should be doing this and this and this. But mm-hmm. the authors, you know, they may want just really a light edit. They mm-hmm. just kind of... You know, you have to really work with them because sometimes the authors don't really know what they want, too. Sure. That's yes. right. the other thing um, I have found in my experience. You know, when you're working with a publisher, the publisher knows why they acquired this project and yeah. they know what they want from it. Right. But when you sometimes work with an author who's self-publishing, especially if it's their first time, they're still unsure. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know, I wrote this manuscript, I wrote this book, but I'm not really sure what it needs. And so it's kind of then up to you to go in and go, okay, let me, let me figure it out right, for you, right, you know, yeah, or let's start yeah. looking at it together. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of have to coach them a little bit and guide them right. through the process. And are these mostly first time authors? The ones I have, yeah, there's been actually a, a, a mix, a couple mm-hmm. first time, you know, a, a couple, you know, who've done on their own self-publishing, they just maybe sell it as um, on their off their website. You know, mm-hmm. um, maybe they're a life coach, or I've worked with a um, a personal trainer, okay. and oh, yep, she cool. had like a fitness book. Um, and um, but most of the times, they're they're majority. I think they've been first time authors, and right. so they really mm-hmm. don't know 
the process. Yeah, yeah. Or they've heard, you know, researched it online and 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 have different stories about it, but they're not really sure. Mm-hmm. Does it get a little WebMD there? <laughs> yes, exactly. They're like, well, I read it's supposed to be yeah. this way, or I heard it's supposed to be this way, and I'm like, well, sorry to say, right, right, it's not quite like that. Yeah, <laughs> what's wrong with my book? <laughs> my book has this disease that no one has heard of before. I'm sure of it. And you're like, no, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, well, they're just they're just a lot. I mean, it's true. It's just so many of the, they're more relaxed about it. Yeah, they don't have yeah. maybe the higher the highest standards about. Well, it really needs to be fact checked. Right, needs to be right. really. They feel know? pretty empowered. Yeah, they about, feel because yeah. I'm writing it and it's okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna sure. put it out there and mm-hmm. see what happens. Yeah, and they're like okay. Yeah, <laughs> and you can now. Yeah, you can yeah. now. You can do. Which right, is, which is amazing. I mean, I. I mean, I'm a big fan of it. I'm not, it's just, it's just learning to kind of figure, at least from my yeah. end of it, how mm-hmm. to, how to kind of create the right process. Right. But most client. of the books that you've been doing are from uh, traditional, companies. yeah, publishers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the, the publisher will contact you and say, we have this book and. Right. Yeah. So they'll contact me and let me know that there's a project and if I'm interested and they'll tell me about it and, um, you know, and then from there, I'll, I'll look at the manuscript. Um, even with um, an independent author, I, I always ask for the manuscript or at least sample mm-hmm. chapters because right. it's important to know if you're the right fit yeah. too for yeah. the project. I don't ever assume that, oh, yeah, I'll just take it mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and not know. I, you know, I may not – I mean, as an editor, you feel like, okay, you should be able to objectively yeah. right, right, work right, on right. any project, um, on t- any topic, but – I don't believe that's necessarily true. I mean, mm-hmm. it's true to some degree, but I feel like I still need to feel some connection to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You and know? maybe maybe it's different if you're doing copy editing. Right. Yeah. And development, yeah, right. you're just so immersed in it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's such a, you just, you delve deeply into the content that mm-hmm. you kind of have to feel like you, you get, you, you at least have some experience in it yeah. or mm-hmm. the topic, um, also fascinates you in some way or you have to find something that pulls you in sure that you're not yeah. completely bored by no exactly by right it. maybe right. it's the author maybe you, you have a conversation with the author or you learn about the author and you're like wow that's you know he mm-hmm. she's you know doing something really amazing and yeah. i want to be a part of that yeah but for me i do need to feel some kind of personal connection mm-hmm. yeah that for me yeah. is, is something that then when I feel that, I go, okay, I think I can do this. Mm-hmm, if sure. I don't feel that, I, I, I'm hesitant. Yeah, yeah. It totally makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you're going to be working so intimately with exactly. somebody, it's right. like... You, then I think you offer your best work mm-hmm. that way, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, not everybody resonates with a book about, like, knives. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Exactly. But some people do. Exactly. Yeah, that's definitely true. It's like, I've been waiting for this book my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> can I ask a question really quickly? Oh, of course. <laughs> Would you consider editing fiction? Have you edited fiction in the past? No, you know, I have not. I, mm-hmm. I have. I'm interested. Yeah. Um, I just haven't had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've definitely kind of carved myself. Yeah, you know, sure. This, in this niche. Yeah, this yeah, niche sure. and this market. Mm-hmm. And once you do, it's kind of hard sometimes yeah, to get out of so. that. Right. Um, you know, I've the closest I've ever done anything, it's maybe more like a memoir, inspirational, more okay. memoir-ish, sure. um, which could be a little fiction, non-fiction, yeah. you know, depending, Those you know, a million, a million um, the author, yeah. right. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, 
I just think I'd, I'd have to, it'd be learning a whole new, right. a whole new kind of way of editing. Yeah. And that would be exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's a new year's resolution. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Kind You're of, welcome. Is that, yeah. Thank you. Because I have thought about it. Yeah. And I, you know, the question has come up. Mm-hmm. Um, just the opportunity hasn't, or the yeah. right opportunity hasn't sure. come up. So okay. yeah. we'll see. Cool. Maybe. Okay. If anybody uh, out there has a good fiction. Book. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I love reading fiction. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So. Anyways, we'll see. Well, yeah. and do you you like reading mind body spirit books on your own, or has it just been so professional that you can't really separate yourself professionally from it? Well, I do. Um, you know, before I've since college, I've always had a um, kind of uh, you know, I've always investigated. I guess you could say you know, as a spiritual seeker, I've always um, been had leanings and just kind of wanted to explore spirituality. Um, so I've always read spiritual type books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then when working at Beyond Words, who focuses on body, mind, spirit, you know, obviously that just increased yeah. <laughs> my interest. And I still read it per- for personal, my own pleasure. I, I like reading a lot of nonfiction books, different kinds of nonfiction, but um, especially spirituality. I do have... Um, more leanings to Buddhism and uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Eastern mm-hmm. religion and philosophy. So those are things I still read now. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. and I, you know, I, that's why I, again, it's a personal connection. Right. So, you know, luckily for me, it, my route to becoming who I am now was very organic. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, coming from beyond words and working in this market and this genre it was again just a natural connection to who mm-hmm. I was already, you know, becoming and like sure. my own personal interest. So yeah. Yeah. lucky for me, it just yeah. kind of worked out that yeah, way. Totally. Well, I'm looking at this list here, and I'm trying. Uh, you gave me this list of wonderful oh, right. books you've worked on. So I'm, <laughs> I'm looking for the Buddhism ones that and um, is is the Yogi Code. Yeah, a Buddhism one. Uh, well, there was um, Lama Marut. Uh, oh, well, that's somebody yeah. I acquired and worked with at Beyond Words. Is that the renegade? Yeah, the renegade monk. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And yeah. so um, the spiritual renegades guide, uh-huh. and then yep. Be Nobody. Right, two books. And yeah, he's um, a Buddhist monk. Uh, not monk. He actually uh, disrobed or took the oh, robe. Right. Yeah. Have you watched yeah. his his yeah. uh, what's it called? Happiness. Oh, yeah, you have a DVD. Yeah, we have right. a DVD. Okay, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You should watch it. Inside Happiness. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, Inside Happiness. Yeah, yeah. And um, as a freelancer, though, I did work on a book with a uh, publisher um, through Simon Schuster, uh, Wisdom Rising, and mm-hmm. her name is Lama Soltram. Oh, She's yeah. A, um, a female Lama. Um, she was, um, well, she has an amazing story. She was one of the first... Um, North American women to be ordained as a monk. Oh, wow. And this is like in the 1960s. Whoa. And she's one of those amazing pioneers. Um, she basically like hitchhiked uh, her <laughs> from like going from uh, England across to, all the way to like Middle East and mm-hmm. all the way to Whoa. the Himalayas. Oh my gosh. In the 60s. Damn. So she I mean, was part God. of this whole kind of movement you know mm-hmm. to the east yeah wow. and she was she you know ram das and all mm-hmm. these people sure. she was really one of the, the one of the first women to yeah. be a part of it and wow. so she's amazing yeah. yeah and so working with her was 
I learned a lot. And her book is um, very uh, women. You know, it's an yeah. empowerment book. Yeah. And um, it was an incredible story, mm-hmm. her story. And so hers, her book was a mix of memoir mm-hmm. and um, teachings. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. She's, she was incredible. That yeah. was Wisdom Rising. Wisdom Wising. And, wisdom and wising. say her name. Lama Sultram. Okay. 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 Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. I would be really interested in reading Me that. too. Yeah. Corinne and I were actually talking about, um, at some point, talking about why we were interested in Mind, Body, Spirit yeah. books yeah. because we both are. I'm not sure that everyone who works there is. Yeah. Like, yeah. So you both, both are. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Have, yeah. Okay, good. I yeah. mean, not necessarily like Buddhism. I think everybody has something they resonate with, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. I don't know. Like, do you want to talk about that at all? Yeah. yeah, it might it might get slightly dark, but I'll tell you <laughs> okay. why. Well, I is mean, that okay? If you want to put it on yeah. the podcast lens, sure. No, I'll do it. I'll do it. So, um, my mom unexpectedly passed away in like 2010. Okay. And so at the time, I was still so I was raised Catholic, okay. and I was always like I was kind of like falling out of it by the time mm-hmm. she passed away. And then her passing away was kind of like, no pun intended, the nail in the coffin. I was just like, I'm I'm so sorry. Um, But I was just like, you know, I just don't believe this anymore. I'm not interested in this. This isn't, just doesn't like resonate with me in any way. So I think after that, I kind of just started like exploring more sort of different facets of spirituality and sort of like different modes of belief. And I think that was something that I finally like, because, uh, you know, obviously I've been Catholic my entire life Mm -hmm. up to that point. And it's like, I think when something like that happens, Mm -hmm. you kind of just start seeking yes. more because it's like this you know life event obviously and you're sort of like what do I do now right. um so anyway but I think that's like that was kind of like the starting point for me and just mm-hmm. sort of like thinking more broadly about spirituality and like how it would apply to me and what I actually believed and what right. sounded like appealing to me so anyway but that was yeah that was my starting point so there you and go where my very happy story yeah been? yeah where, where is that taking you now Are yeah you- I think you know I still read it's funny I read a lot of um do you know who oh, what's his name Ethan Nickturn do you know him no I don't. so he okay. is his father is David Nickturn and he is like a big Buddhist I can't remember like he's written a bunch of books I don't mm-hmm. remember who published them but um he's like this Buddhist kind of teacher and he's based in New York City okay so Ethan is his son okay. and I read this book by him maybe like a year or so it was actually when I was interviewing for this job I remember they nice. asked me about it and it was some I can't remember the name of the book of okay. course now but um but anyway yeah but I like I feel like I I sort of like tend towards that kind of that side of it yes. I think more like the mind body spirit genre okay and I like some of the more like straight ahead self-help stuff but right. I think yeah like the Buddhism mm-hmm. kind of like angle is more I don't know I just find it more interesting because I think it's so different from my religious yes. experience yeah. growing up you know so I'm like oh this is a completely different perspective I, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I understand because I was brought up Baptist oh oh, yeah. oh wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> if you can believe it yeah, oh. yeah so you know going to Sunday school yeah and all sure. that yeah and, um, yeah so I, I, I totally understand what yeah. you're saying. You know, mm-hmm. it was com- Buddhism is this total. That's a, uh, you know, that's like, a lot uh, different uh, than yeah, that. Yeah, it's just yeah. this counterpoint. Yeah. And right. but um, as I've gone older and just more life experience, mm-hmm. I it, I'm finding my path is kind of moving a little bit more, at mm-hmm. least more into just you know. I I also kind of dropped out of the sure. whole like yeah. I oh. need to find my yep. what resonates with me yeah. right and um. And letting go of kind of the dogma. Right. And basically, totally. and just going, yeah. you know, yes, I, I want a spiritual life, but mm-hmm. I want it to kind of come through yeah. from my own experiences. Right. right. And not be told. Yeah. This like is what yes. you should believe in. Yes, like yes, on yes, your yes. own terms. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, right. you know, that's wonderful. And I, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, yeah. 
you know, the one book I was just thinking when you're telling me about your story yeah. is, um, you know, one of my favorite authors and everyone has heard of her is yeah. Pema yes. Children. Yes, totally. yes, yes, yes. And, yes, you know, when amazing. things fall apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I remember when I've had some pretty rough times, mm-hmm. that book has just always it's always like just spoken to me, yeah. you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's that book that you have on your right. bedside table, yes. you know, that yeah. you just reach out for when yeah, you need, when you need it. Sure. and, and, um, and Thich Nhat Hanh is another one, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Pieces Every Step, mm-hmm. you know, these are kind of classics for me, mm-hmm. and, um, and so when, you know, when you go back to these books, I've read them several times, mm-hmm. It means something like, okay, I keep going back to these same books. It's the sort of thing that changes every time you read it. Exactly. I always find something new. Mm -hmm. I always kind of discover some new gem Mm -hmm. of of a thought or an idea that like, okay, now I need to just kind of take that in mm-hmm. and kind of right. let that, you know, kind of meditate on that, you mm-hmm. know, mindfulness and, mm-hmm. and all, you know, just learning to be more mindful and right. compassionate. And right. those are things that I, I do. Yeah. Resonate with. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's good. It's good to be on the journey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For sure. Totally. It's true. Yeah. yeah. It's like, we, it sounds like we all like structure, but hate rigidity. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It does sound like that. I think this is what happens, you know? I yeah. Mean, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Emily. Oh, what's your story? I thought I was going <laughs> to Yeah, what's your with story? <laughs> oh, I just um I was raised Presbyterian, which is actually one of the most like laid back mm-hmm. Christian. That's true. Yeah, but also like there was just a really big influence because all of my friends were in like a little bit more conservative areas mm-hmm. and then um I love my father, but he kind of is a little bit more conservative as well, and so I became very I am an intense person <laughs> by nature. And can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm an Aquarius, but I am. I don't either, but worked out that way. <laughs> but um, I, so I just kind of threw myself into it and I'd like read the Bible all the time and listen to wow. Christian radio. No, I was so intense. She's and, hardcore. Okay. Yeah. But then the thing is, when you get intense about something like that, you find you find like a crack in it Mm -hmm. and then the crack destroys you Mm -hmm. so like I started finding all of these cracks in the way that I understood things and I'm also a very intellectual Mm -hmm. person and Mm -hmm. so I was trying to make all these things make sense Mm -hmm. and then I just couldn't anymore Mm -hmm. and so I just gave that up completely because I was like this doesn't make sense this doesn't make sense I can't deal with that and I was so emotionally invested that it Mm -hmm. was just like I can't handle it yeah so only it was only like a couple years ago that I finally was like I'm gonna start like caring for my spirit Mm -hmm. I don't know what that means I don't even know if I believe in a spirit but that doesn't matter Mm -hmm. if I believe in it or not so the kinds of things I've gravitated toward are like this is super nerdy like beard neck beard stuff right now (laughs) but like there's a thing called chaos magic which isn't necessarily it's not a belief system you don't have to believe in anything to do it it's just more like something that encourages your mind to be flexible okay and so it works it it works under the assumption that you know like different belief systems Mm -hmm. so like you know a little bit of mythology like greek mythology Mm -hmm. or nordic mythology okay so it's a whole smorgasbord yeah (laughs) so it's like you go learn about these different systems Mm -hmm. and then you apply whichever one works for you Mm -hmm. to different Uh parts of your life okay and so that's kind of where I am right now is just like giving myself that room and that freedom to explore yeah and 
kind of, it's like I describe it as having like an operating system, Mm -hmm. but then now I just kind of need the software. So that's actually one of my goals for reading this year is to like find like the different, the different uh, software that I can kind of put into that belief system. Well, it always begins with the questions, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, Yeah. question something, something that, you know, just isn't sitting well. You want to explore, you know, and it's exploring and exploring is investigating. So right. You're just right. kind of again. And I don't want to be a, a mean atheist. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> well, you don't have to. Well, no, but, well, and I'm not an atheist. I just don't like that whole vibe of like, yeah. I've decided nothing exists right. and I'm right. going to make right. you all think right. so too. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. so exploring yeah. is fun. Yeah. That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. interesting because I just finished um, Michael Poland's how to change your mind. Oh, is that the one about the psychedelics? Yes. Oh, so okay, just because okay. it's, it, it's about what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, it's how psychedelics is, um, you know, he, it's a real deep dive into kind of the history of psychedelics mm-hmm. and the science and, and this revival that's like, is happening right mm-hmm. now with um, scientists studying and, and kind of proving, well, they are proving with a lot of research right now that it has a lot of healing mm-hmm. sure, um, right. elements yeah, um, yeah. for like depression, mm-hmm. for addiction, right. um, for the terminally Ill, terminally Ill who oh, wow. um, are facing death. So, um, and then he talks about his own trips mm-hmm. that he goes oh, wow. on. Yeah. yeah. So. Doesn't he like meet up with all these icons of like psychedelics or something yes, like well, that? Yes. Well, he okay. does meet. So there's a whole history of it. And, and the history is, is incredibly fascinating because we think of, at least for me, you know, you think of Timothy Leary right. and yes. all that. Yep. But yes. yeah. this goes before all oh, that. This, okay. Wow. Psychedelics is much earlier than that. And there was this like whole. Like shamanic stuff? Or? Well, they do talk about shamanic um indigenous traditions mm-hmm. as well because this is kind of where that's really the root mm-hmm. of all yep. of this um but they're this what they're talking about in the sense of in the western world of just the research and the scientists looking at it happened in the like early 50s oh, before wow. leary mm-hmm. and right. that they were already um it was like it was legal in mm-hmm. a sense, like yeah. they were using it and talking about it. Mm-hmm. It was an open kind of investigation about it. Mm-hmm. But actually, Leary, uh, with his kind of shenanigans, um, actually helped to really shut it all down and oh. kind of make well, it. Well, because it was government yeah. related, yeah, right? Exactly. It was like right. they because were trying to it was, use it. He was to... using it to be, you know, create that social revolution, yeah. the cultural mm-hmm. revolution. You know, there was the, it was the sixties and the Vietnam mm-hmm. War and all these things that were happening, obviously, but. So we kind of always um, give Leary the credit in a way as as the cultural kind of voice and face Mm -hmm. of psychedelics. But this book just really delves into beyond that and just kind of really talks about it, but also just how it is. The most fascinating thing I found too is just the, the, the meeting of mysticism and spirituality with science mm-hmm. because we always think of these as polar yeah <laughs> and they can't right. Meet. Yeah. right but psychedelics the psychedelic research is what's helping it kind of now fuse mm-hmm. basically and be and be because and what happens is that people. the scientists who are use who are researching it all use it and mm-hmm. they're like this yeah. is amazing yeah. yeah and it is for the spiritual hungry because um poland himself admits that you know he's he considers as an atheist mm-hmm. right and he does, he uh, relates three or four of his trips mm-hmm. and they're pretty powerful. I really? mean, the way he describes it, because one of the, uh, well, it's, it's, it's very hard to put into words what right. your trip, your yeah, experience is, yeah. but he does it 
amazingly and it's mm-hmm. really beautiful it's very powerful and mm-hmm. he comes out of it going i'm this was yeah i mean my my soul i mean him he opened himself to another place to Good another experience yeah. yeah and he feels he felt completely altered wow after i've heard that from yeah. so many people i read um i read Talon. the book was trip it was just called okay. trip and it was a it was kind of like came out I think around the same time, I think it's the more like millennial, okay. like mm-hmm. old millennial version, okay. yeah. maybe like cusp. Okay. And um, it's basically just him kind of like doing that exploratory memoir mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. About, and then he like films himself having his trips because he's trying to like, oh gosh he's <laughs> trying to <laughs> wow he's trying to make sense of them and trying to see like if he can remember what was going on in his uh-huh. head at the time that it happened and it mm-hmm. doesn't quite work for yeah. him yeah <laughs> I don't know if you'd want to see it yeah <laughs> it's really it, not it, so it might not inspire anyone yeah <laughs> there's this chapter I think it was I think it was LSD where he like had somebody sitting him and then like he goes through this whole thing of apparently I thought she was trying to kill me at this point and then this happened and like at you know 2 30 a.m this is this is what I said and then I went and I hid behind the couch (laughs) it's just I think he was trying to do what Michael Pollan did but like less successfully okay okay it was a little bit more like um one of those personal things that's not like from the core of a journalist okay. who's trying right. to explore things Inve- and actually yes. find out. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's an interesting movement. Is, yes, it is. Yeah. I found the book. I mean, I have to admit after I'm like, wow, I want to go through yeah, right? yeah. it. Something you never thought yeah. you would have wanted to do. No, before, but he makes like, it. And he even said that when he was investigating, he, mm-hmm. he was envious of these people's experiences. Mm-hmm. And cause he heard these amazing stories. He's like, I need to experience yeah. this. And yeah. he does. Yeah. And, um, he goes through experience of going back to his own birth. Wow. And, you, and, then, and that's a common um, oh, story okay. that many of them wow. actually can remember and feel their birth. Holy mm. shit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. oh my and, I know. And he, has, he has one <laughs> scene where he's like giving, he's giving birth to like Whoa. his son. It's oh like really God. intense. That's, and it sounds, that sounds cool. kind of sounds yeah. idiotic the <laughs> yeah. way I'm saying it. But when you read it, how, it's just so uh, full of emotion and mm-hmm. intensity and yeah. it's it's he says it's like it just felt so real mm-hmm. and he just you, yeah once you come out of that you can't go back yeah right in yeah. a way because you've like seen something right. experienced something that you just can't pretend that didn't happen mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's it was very enlightening to me i mm-hmm. found it i was like a page turner for me mm-hmm. so yeah. I it's also got a great it. cover Yes. It's like this trap door. It's right. all dark around oh, it. Yes. And then the sky is up above yeah. it. It's oh. a really cool yeah, cover. Yeah. 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 So subject matter. Huh. Okay. Well, that got <laughs> that sounds deep. really cool. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, if, if you ever. <laughs> <laughs> You're interested in psychedelics. Just, yeah. just, I don't know. Text me. Okay. <laughs> oh, my. I will. <laughs> you talk about, yeah. If you need somebody to babysit <laughs> or. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right um damn okay like we just went through everything <laughs> i think we did too that's all right though um yeah what else is there i can't remember. well let's just let's just want to freestyle uh, yeah let's yeah, freestyle, freestyle. Okay. that's what we do when we well uh, we were i was going to ask you like what you were reading right now but uh i what? mean are yeah. you reading that right well, now i just finished that and mm-hmm. then um 
I'm a big Mirakami fan. Oh, so yeah. His new killing commendatory. Uh-huh. Is yeah. it good? Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, that's a again, page turner. It, it is. It's really uh I'm in, you know, just kind of caught into the whole drama yeah, of yeah. it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm almost finished with it. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was that the one that was up for the Bad Sex Award? Oh, I don't it know. may have been. I think I feel like I remember the <laughs> he cover. He always has sex can, like, scenes in yeah. every book. And they're yeah. always weird. So. They're, they're always <laughs> extremely <laughs> weird. Surreal. He's a surrealist. Yeah. 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 In my mind. Yeah. That so. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the last one I read was like, oh, what was it? Colorless. A colorless. It's a hard, it's a long, long Yeah, a very long title. Yeah, he was the one who didn't this is have the, a name that was a color. before oh, this. Yeah. yeah. Colorless yeah. Sabuki something. Oh, okay. I don't know his, okay. the, the character's name. I'll okay. put it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I remember reading that, and I think the one before that was 1Q84. Yeah. Yes, and being yes. kind of. a massive body. Yeah, being kind I of underwhelmed. <laughs> and being like, oh, this is a letdown. There's you know, no exploding German Shepherd in it. I'm not two, a- yeah, those two books. When I read them the first time, I and I I've read all of Mirakami's books. Right. So I'm kind of a hardcore fan, and yeah. so One Q84 and the Colorless one, mm-hmm. the, the first Colorless Fellow. Colorless fellow <laughs> um, I those ones I read the first time. I was a little disappointed too, right. mm-hmm. um, for some reason. But when I took the time to go back and read them, I, I enjoy them much more okay. the second mm-hmm. time yeah mm-hmm. oh i really so. liked 1q84 a lot. okay yeah. Yeah. yeah okay yeah, yeah. i like how he kind of has the there's that little om shim rikyo nod to it oh, where wow. it's like the cult leader oh yeah everything yeah. i'm interested yeah, yeah. well yeah. he also wrote i mean did you read the the journalist the underground yes oh I my have read that god yeah, when the train the, in Tokyo, oh yeah, he went and interviewed all these people oh my who had been in the that. gas attack, right. oh. and it was it was it was amazing. it was yeah, a great first hand, wow. ex- yeah, yeah. Accounts yeah. Of it. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fascinating. You should read it because mm-hmm. yeah. you like cults. I you do. Just had I love cults. <laughs> love them. You yeah. Just, you just had a you just had one of your blog posts. I did about the cult books that yeah. I have read and loved, well, he and he only cherished. two of them. So you have to keep oh, going. Oh, there's so many more. I know. Well, I he will writes from different perspectives of the survivors, but then the perpetrators. Yeah, a few of them dropped out. Were you know detail kind of behind the scenes of what it was like to be part of the cult. Yeah, that's interesting. What's the name of that book? Underground. It's underground. Underground. Okay. Right. All right. Okay. Yeah. So do you have a favorite Murakami book? Uh, gosh. Um, I like Kafka on the Shore. I do too. Yeah. It's, it's one of my favorites. Um, that was my first. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. For me, it was Wind Up Bird. Oh, okay. That, that was, was my first one introduction. Then I kind of went back and read. But I like a lot of his early ones too. Wild Sheep Chase is pretty. Yes, fun. I like that kind of. It's like a little bit of a series. The cheap I sheep don't chase. No, I just There's know a, it was. He was like in the snow. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, I love. I mean, Norwegian Wood. I mean, there's just several other ones too. Mm-hmm. But, um, but Kafka on the Shore was kind of. It's a great one. It's a great one because I love all the characters mm-hmm. in it. I kind yeah. of. JT one day was talking about how there's that scene where he's listening to Kid A, like oh, Radiohead, okay. and JT was like, wait, 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 and he like went and cut his headphones and listened to Kid A while he was reading it. And he was like, that was insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I probably told that story wrong, but he'll let me know. Wait, no, he won't. He doesn't listen to this no, podcast. He doesn't yeah. know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we know that you're reading the Jim Jones book. Yes, that's yes. what I'm reading right now. Yes. And then I don't think, I think that's, oh, 
I was also reading this other book by uh, Megan O'Connell called And Now We Have Everything. How's that going? Uh, it's all right. I don't know. She's like, I really like her on Twitter. You don't have to keep reading things you I don't know. Like. I think I might stop. I think I'm that's like part of the problem. In. That's yeah. part of the problem is you yeah. thought you had to like finish, finish everything. You feel, I know. If you, I know. You forced yourself to finish books. Yeah, I do. I think it's a Virgo thing. Okay. Like it's like you just have to, to like. get it done. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's like okay. I committed to this. I'm going to do it. But I am there. There's no enjoyment in it. Yeah. It's like she's. I I read the book because I really like her on Twitter. Like okay. she's funny on Twitter, and I was okay. like, "Oh, she wrote a book. Great, sure, I'll check it out." And it's fine, but it's just not really like I'm not really interested. Just stop. So I think I'm not separating it, yeah. and I'm gonna feel okay about that. Yeah, so, you yeah. don't have to yeah. punish yourself. Yeah, we support you. Yeah, I'll we'll just read you. more about Jonestown, which That's I'm exactly. more interested in. So I mean, if you're like, if you still like it, and it's the beginning for me of of like biographies mm-hmm. and that kind of thing yeah. are is always the hardest the beginning yeah, is the hardest that's, yeah yes. yeah that's because you're just like i don't know if i really care yeah but i feel like yeah. jim jones's life gets real weird, weird like real fast you know like, with, like he must be just, yeah he just, had a wackadoo uh, childhood and like yeah it's not like i mean it ramps up pretty fast so yeah. get ready yeah yeah okay yeah I can, yeah, oh, yeah. get excited i, mean, I know yeah. it i know how it ends yeah so. yes we all do yeah i know i know Anyway, oh she, well, I got I just got the Jim Jones book, and then I got yeah. Lime the Lime Town yes. prequel. You're very excited. Have you, about do that. you listen to podcasts a lot? No. Emily? Oh, um, there's this one that was I I guess it was written by a bunch of guys who went to the Tisch School at NYU. Oh, okay, and um, it was one of the few good fictional podcasts I've ever heard. Well, I mean, a lot of them are good, but a lot mm-hmm. of them have really bad actors. Yes. Okay. But the actors in this one are fantastic. Oh. And it's one of the only podcasts I've listened to where I've like screamed in public because mm-hmm. it scared me so much. Yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and it was really embarrassing, but it's such a good podcast. And I forgot because it, it came out with season one like two years ago. And then just like in the last two months, it popped up mm-hmm. with a season two. Oh, okay. And I was like, what? And then it was like, we have a book out with Simon and Schuster. That's a prequel to all of this stuff. And I was uh. like, what? <laughs> so I got that from Powell's too. And um, nice. this upcoming weekend when we have like four yeah, days off, four all I'm going to read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So goals. Yeah. <laughs> goals. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Emily, do you have anything else you'd like to share with us about uh, your career like uh and your current business or anything you'd like to plug? <laughs> I'm I'm just thank you for inviting me onto this. I was just excited yeah. to have this opportunity. It's my first podcast. Yeah. So um, we're so honored. Yeah, we thank are. you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> it's fun. And um no, I just just want to say keep on reading. Yeah. Keep on yeah. loving books. Yeah. That's the best thing. I just mm-hmm. love books. And yeah. I'm glad that we all share that. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's basically, that's our, our sign off is, uh, yeah. oh, well, it, we've decided to not make it as cussy as we used right. to because sometimes we have children's publishers yeah, on and we, we want to be like, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so now instead of thanks for giving a shit about books, it's Thanks for listening today. You can find us at hybridpubscout.com. You can find us on Facebook at Hybrid Pub Scout, on Twitter at Hybrid Pub Scout. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Player FM. Just search Hybrid Pub Scout. And we'd love it if you left us a five-star review. Thanks for listening, and thanks for giving a rip about books.